Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Senesla's Queercast with your hosts, uh, Steph Landeros. My PGPs are they, them, and I'm a fourth year here at CSU Stanislaus. Hi, I'm Jesus Alvarado. Uh, my PGPs are he, his, him. I am a third year here at CSU Stan with a major in Spanish and double minor in journalism and ethnic studies. So before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to just take a moment and reflect on today because today is the day of silence. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask everybody here in the studio to take uh, at least a 30 second break to commemorate the lives that have been lost um, due to bullying. So 30 seconds starts now. All right, thank you for the moment of silence. Um, I'm, I would just like to say a few uh, words about Day of Silence. So every year, um, GLSEN, the, I forget what the acronym stands for, but the GLSEN organization mm-hmm. um, puts together this national uh, event um, in order to remind everybody about the voices you're not hearing today. Um, so you may see people walking around your campuses if you're listening to us from other places um, or people walking around with duct tape at CSU Stanislaus over their mouths um, as a reminder of people who have, have, who have lost their lives um, because of bullying um, against them. And so they may wear signs that read this. <clears throat> Please understand my reasons for not speaking today. I am participating in the Day of Silence, a national youth movement protesting the silence faced by lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people and their allies. My deliberate silence echoes that silence, which is caused by harassment, prejudice, and discrimination. I believe that ending the silence is a first step toward fighting these injustices. Think about the voices you're not hearing today. What are you going to do to end the silence? Um, so that's just something that I would really love to highlight today because I usually participate in Day of Silence. I go around from sun up to sundown with a piece of duct tape over my mouth. I don't say anything, but today is the first year that I'm not participating in that because I'm here in the studio <laughs> speaking to you all. So thank you for um, going along with that. So with that being said, we're going to roll out with the rest of our announcements. Yes. So one of our announcements that we've been announcing for the past I don't know how long have we been announcing this. Past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, for the past two weeks is Rainbow Prom. Rainbow Which is Prom really fun. <laughs> is going to be a kick-ass event this year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be May fifth, from six to eleven, eleven thirty-ish. I'm gonna say, yeah. <laughs> um, PM in the event center here at CUSU Stanislaus. Um, if you've never been to Rainbow Prom and this is your first year at Stanislaus, I suggest, <laughs> highly suggest you come through. Yes. Um, we. We, as in Love Evolution, because I'm a part of that organization, I'm the vice president, um, we typically have a drag show, drag 
performers come in they're local drag performers uh we try to keep it that way because i feel that people need to see that there is a drag community here in the central valley although the central valley may be conservative in its ways um a drag the drag culture and community still exists here just as the lgbt community um here in this area so this year um i will not be performing i usually perform i've mentioned this in the past (laughs) but we will be having a kick-ass drag queen um by the name of Azula Rose, who has performed with us before. Another kick-ass drag queen who is from Stockton. Her name is uh, Ms. Charm. This will be her second time performing here at CUSU Stanislaus. And for the very first time ever, we are bringing to life David Bowie um, through our favorite drag king, (laughs) Jean Genie. Uh, I love seeing her perform. Nikki? Yeah, Nikki is David Bowie. So if you love you some David Bowie, please come through and let Jean Genie slay your, slay your life. And if you don't know about her, um, I believe the, the listeners can also Google search her on BuzzFeed. Because was she not oh, on BuzzFeed? Yeah. So um, <laughs> the name of the, the actual name of, the, of uh, Jean Genie, Jean Genie is a performer's uh, performing name. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Nikki, I'm probably going to say the, her last name wrong, Bordeaux. Um, she had an article written about her recently uh, on BuzzFeed, and Out Magazine picked it up, and also The Advocate picked it up, um, and it got a lot of views. It, it went rolling through, um, and it was awesome to see somebody that you know started doing drag last year, I think uh, last year or a year and a half ago, um, she picked up the, she picked up makeup, put on a beard, and then uh, excelled from there. Um, if you haven't seen her, please look her up. BuzzFeed, yes. Google BuzzFeed, or at Magazine, June Genie. Um, she's performed in several shows in the Bay Area, in Stockton, and in Los Angeles and San Diego. So you should definitely come through and check this drag king out. It's just so like cool, the fact that like she goes from exactly looking to David Bowie like, I just fucking love it. It's the best thing ever. Like, you've seen her out of drag, right? Like, I have, yeah, because like, she works on... She works in downtown. Yeah, she works in the downtown area. And, um, yeah. like, her facial structure already looks like David Bowie. Like, if you put two of their pictures next to each other, they have a resemblance. Yeah. And then, especially when she does her drag, boom, like, spot on. It's like mm-hmm. David Bowie back to life. It's the outfit, amazing. the hair. The outfits. Like, I she gets her it. all her outfits. She makes all of her own things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure other drag performers make their own things, but the reason I'm so astonished and amazed by her is that she just started doing drag not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And she's already had this much of a success. So, yeah, come through. Please, come through. Um, and speaking of legends, as David Bowie, David Bowie passed away uh, last year. We had another legend leave us, Prince passed away last year on this day actually Mm -hmm. so let us not forget our gender fluid friends and legends who have left us this past year (sighs) isn't it sad dude like it is um i grew up um with david bowie more than i did with prince really But i mean i can i mean both of their deaths are just as important right Mm -hmm. i mean they were you know males but like they gave the meaning of being gender fluid because mm-hmm. they did not give a fuck they were just out there and what what people cared more about them was not their gender identity or their sexual orientation it was just their music mm-hmm. that, Definitely. That, that's how it should be the talent mm-hmm. it's amazing it is 
Um, I think the first time I saw Purple Rain was when I was, I was really young when I first saw that movie. I think I was like, I mean, obviously that movie came out before I was like, before, you know, I was probably born, right? Like, I don't know. Most likely. Yeah. Um, and I saw that movie because it was on TV and my siblings were watching it. So I was like, oh, like, let me see this movie. Who's this person? Um, so we started watching that and I kind of, and I fell in love with Prince from there. Um, he really had a extremely big impact on several issues mm-hmm. um not just like gender fluidity and stuff like that he also spoke about activism in his mm-hmm. music um which was really powerful um that's not to say that bowie didn't either right uh, they both did mm-hmm. and they're equally as important mm-hmm. um and on that note we have in the studio today um our lovely friend and director from the central valley pride center elena Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. I, I, it's hard to not say anything about Prince because I'm, I'm a little older and I'm, uh, I grew up with Prince. So he's a major, major part of who I liked when I was a teenager. So I think his Purple Rain came out in the uh, mid-80s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I was in high school then. So it was a big deal for me. So, so cool. Yeah. So when he died last year, I actually cried. It was it was awful. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I love purple I, even before Prince. But it's, <laughs> it was amazing. So I go back to my name. Right. Uh, my name's Elena Carrillo. And uh, I am my PGPs are her, she and hers. And um, I am the program director for Central Valley Pride Center in Stanislaus County or Modesto. Mm-hmm. So it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio today. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. First off, I would just like to thank you for making time in your schedule yes. to come oh, out course. and see of us course. today. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> uh, Elena is a really big fan of our podcast, she and so is. we're excited I to am, have her. I am. Ever since I met Jesus, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, it maybe? It was like maybe two three. to three weeks ago. Yeah, we met yeah. at the Ethnic Studies Conference, and we, we were on a panel together, and I fell in love with him, and then I started <laughs> I started listening to the queer cast. My wife and I would listen to it, so we have our favorites and stuff. So, so, so question. Sure. Uh, when we met each other at the panel did you know who I was beforehand or no idea so you did not know about me you did not know about the the podcast no not at all did I had I mentioned it I don't remember what I had said I don't I don't know if you mentioned it I think um I saw on Steph because I had already uh-huh. tried to reach out to Love Evolution oh, just to okay. kind of get us together yeah um and I think she we became friends and then she put the queer cast on and then when I listened oh. to it the first time Yes, I heard you, and I'm like, oh, I know him. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, and, when I, and Steph will tell you, when I first met her, I was like fan-shocked. I was like, right. oh, my gosh. <laughs> I kind of noticed that because I remember you sending me a friend request on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I was, and that same time when I, like, accepted it, you right away, like, posted on my timeline. Uh-huh. You were like, oh, like, Steph is having me on your guys' podcast. I'm excited. Oh, I was super excited. I came I right home away so noticed. excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah. No, it's good. I think it's it's great to to have different aspects of the LGBT community yeah. get together and, yeah. and say, yeah, we're here, and yeah, we're here, mm-hmm. and let's talk mm-hmm. about stuff, and let's exactly. you know let's see how we can help each other out. And I think you and I talked about possibly helping with the housing here. Right, we had the talked new about committee that. that yeah, um, I created mm-hmm. in housing, which needs growing. Just because this was its first year, it was right. really hard for me to like bring it up. I mm-hmm. I would always went to step. The hardships I would mm-hmm. go through. I mean, just the planning of programs, the inconsistency of like having the LGBTQ plus theme throughout the whole program. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it is a LGBTQ plus committee um, that is there to advocate for students of the community mm-hmm. or its allies. Right. And it was my first time dealing on my own with um, 
this type of program. I, I mean, I've been involved with Love Evolution with Steph because Steph would bring me along. So I, I would just like send in and I would like this. Just drag everybody to Love Evolution. Right. Drag God, everybody, huh, Steph? Just drag us all in. Right. <laughs> and so I remember last school year um, in, within housing, I, I was promoted into being an RA and that's when I uh, told Steph like, hey, like, wouldn't it be like something reasonable to have within housing premises? Like something kind of um, like Love Evolution. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like picked up like signatures of with fellow coworkers who mm-hmm. were in support of the cause, and I wrote my mission statement. I did a whole presentation on it, um, presented it to my superiors, right. if you will. And uh, sure enough, I got funding for the school year and for that's amazing. Hopefully for the next school years as well. That's amazing. Yeah, I was reading your article while I was waiting for you guys uh, in your signal in February yeah. about the housing. Yes, so the gender I, inclusive I was, yeah. housing, which yeah. I think was also. Um, something important for housing to incorporate just because they mm-hmm. did mention that um, they had it probably when Steph was a freshman, they still yeah, had it, right? I was a, I was a freshman 23rd fall of 2013 yeah. and that's when they had their own floor. Um, and one reason or another, I just kind of like, I don't know. I was a freshman. I just kind of like, wasn't really active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew people lived up there. Right. Like, <laughs> like ah, Cause it was on the third floor of like oh. village two. And I was like, well, I know people live up there, and I'm sure, like, not only gay people live up there, you <laughs> right. know? Yeah, right. Uh, my mentality as a freshman, right. you know? And so I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then uh, after that, I remember uh, there was an RA who was hired, and he was going to uh, head that floor. And I remember mm-hmm. he was talking to people about, like, oh, yeah, like, the third floor of fa- uh, Village 2 is the LGBT floor, and I'll be heading it. And then... Um, the I'm not sure what her title was again. She had so much like this woman had a long acronym to her title. Uh, <laughs> shout out, soup, yeah. shout out to Annabelle. Yeah. Oh, I love Annabelle. you. Um, I love, love you. Gotta love her. Yes. <laughs> um, so she had a really long title. Um, so basically, she was the um, the face of housing. The face of housing. She Honestly. was like the the coordinator for like student life within housing mm-hmm. is what I'm going to assess it because she would like deal with like disciplinary issues right so she, she did everything she she, did she basically everything. did a lot of stuff yeah. and um she basically going back to what I was saying um she approached this individual and was like oh we're not gonna have that floor next year and um he was like oh why and she's like I'll just talk to you about it later and so that's how I knew it wasn't going mm-hmm. to because I saw I, I was right, in this right. you know that's how I knew because I was yeah. there and yeah. I started working for housing and that's mm-hmm. how I knew um but yeah, I never found out why um, they weren't able to keep up that floor. Yeah, um, if you read my article, like, and I kind of asked that question to mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. now supervisor Alex. I was like, "Well, why did you guys get rid of it?" And fair enough, like, he wasn't there. He this is barely his second school year working yeah. oh, within okay. Santa okay. So what I got from that qu- answer is that basically, the floor's theme and programming was inconsistent with the whole floor's theme. Mm-hmm. So in a way also, I guess residents used to think of it like, oh, well, only gay people live there. Um, so if I live there, I'll be outed or I'll be like um, isolated and seen as like, oh, well, they're mm-hmm. the, the ones that live on the gay floor. That's the hard part is to include everybody, mm-hmm. but not exclude some right. people. Yeah. It you know? So it, it's it's the balance between in being inclusive mm-hmm. and being exclusive. So right. it's, it's really difficult in, in all aspects. If you're talking about, you know, trying to include LGBTQ mm-hmm. population, you know, like mainstreaming in the school and stuff like right. that, it's, it's difficult because you don't want to create more um, 
a negative slant to mm-hmm. it, you know, and then somebody's not out, then that would be hard. Exactly. Yeah. So, which is why I'm a big fan of the name being gender inclusive. Right. Housing. Right. I agree. Just because the word inclusive, like mm-hmm. all inclusive, not only gays, but it's allies or whoever. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because we do have some really strong allies, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and, and they're not you know, LGBT, but they mm-hmm. really do support everything that we do. Exactly. And so it's, it's nice to give them some props sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so, um, with that being said, I would just like to know, like, um, how did the Central Valley Pride Center become an I- go from just having been an idea to actually having been a actual physical building, physical area that people can go to? That is an interesting question. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's a little confusing because if you see our because we have uh, Facebook pages for Mo Pride uh-huh. and we have Facebook page for Central Valley Pride Center, mm-hmm. they are. Um, they're not the same, but they they are from the same entity. So Mo Pride is the the nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that funds the Central Valley Pride Center. Mm-hmm. So you have Mo Pride, and then you have Central Valley Pride Center off of that, and then you have Pride in the Park, which mm-hmm. is a, a really big uh, event for us every year for Mo Pride. I'm on the board for Mo Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recruited by Kelly Cruz, who's the president of Mo Pride, and Joe Sizemore, who's the vice president. And those guys are basically the heartbeat of, of Mo Pride. They do everything and in, in between. Um, but, you know, a couple years back, uh, Mo Pride was starting in two, 2014. And mm-hmm. then there was some, um, some changes made in the board and whatnot. And a couple years ago, um, we started building the board that we have now. Um, last year, we, my, when I got on the board in 2015, one of my things was, yeah, we're doing all this great stuff, but we need to build a center. We mm-hmm. need to have a place where people can gather. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you build it, they will come. That was my <laughs> mantra. I stole it from Field of Dreams. I have no shame saying that. <laughs> Me and Kevin Costner are like that. <laughs> but it's true. If you build it, they will come. And I, that was my mantra. And so... You know, I, I wasn't the, the spearhead or anything, but I was on the team that thought about, about this. And so after after June, after Orlando, um, it was a really hard time for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we all had to find a place to gather. At that point, we didn't have a place to gather. Mm-hmm. You know, that happened on June 12th last year in the morning. I remember waking up um, and we just were like in tears. Mm-hmm. And so the board got together. We made calls to, to everybody that we knew. We put it out. We called. I, I, my job was calling the the new stations and trying to get you know support and we created a candlelight vigil in five hours at Grisada yeah. Park I remember it was, I was there. it was amazing it was amazing if you were there it was amazing I, was I think I met your wife I yeah think, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah she was there it was amazing I mean that kind of support and that kind of strength in our mm-hmm. community at that quick a time we like okay now we know we have to do something because when yeah. something like that happens we have to have a place to go mm-hmm. and so that was in June so as we keep going and we're trying to build funds and, and trying to do all that we can to fundraise and all these mm-hmm. things, um, I'm not really sure how we got it, but we were looking at, <laughs> at offices and then Kelly calls me and says, hey, you know, we can get this office for this amount of price. What do you think? So we go look at it and it's like, let's do it. I mean, the price is right. The rent's good. <laughs> so October we signed a lease for it and, you know, we opened our soft opening in December. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing that we finally have a place. You know, it's not big. And it's not, you know, flashy, but it's a it's a place to call home for right now, you know, and it's going to be our stepping stone into something bigger because we're not going to fail. I know we've had there's been some other centers in the area that haven't haven't done well, but we don't have that attitude now. You know, I'm involved in a county program, a kind of a drop in center type thing. Mm -hmm. um, And I was on that team that helped build it. So it's Mm -hmm. been pretty successful. 
Um, so that's one of the reasons why I kind of got drafted into being the program director because I kind of know how to run a center that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now I get to have creativity to do that. That's and good. so now my mantra is there's room for everybody. Now that we're here, there's room for everybody. So let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to fail. So that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, and so we're trying to get, we have volunteers. We're, have, we're trying to get groups every day that we're open. And we're just trying to be inclusive with the community. So part of my thing was to reach out to you guys and go, hey, mm -hmm. here we are. Let's let's you partner. Yeah, let's do of something. Course, mm -hmm. Of yeah. course. And I know students on this campus, especially in the sociology department, where they need like internships for yeah. their classes yeah. and volunteer work counts as an internship. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you're taking an internship <laughs> class <laughs> next year, yeah. the uh, Central Valley Pride Center is looking for volunteers. You should right. definitely nice. Right. And Take I personally, I mean, I'm, I, I came to school here. I did some graduate work here as well mm -hmm. for social work and and i've been in mental health myself for 25 years oh, that sound makes me sound old <laughs> i'm not that old really age is just a number i know age is just yeah. a number that's right that's right um so yeah and I've, I've done that kind of social work about my whole career so this is right in my wheelhouse yeah and and you know i'm out myself and i'm married mm -hmm. and my wife and and it's it's amazing i'm just i'm having a great time i get goosebumps just talking about it yeah. <laughs> i'm so excited you know that's good um and it's good that you guys like now physically have a building yeah because me within housing premises, I've been planning for the longest time mm -hmm. a visit to this, to this building just because it's the closest, I want to say, LGBTQ plus establishment that, it is. that mm -hmm. Turlock has. Mm -hmm. I mean, Turlock residents don't have anything here within their own town. That's true. So at least 10 minutes away, 10 to 15 minutes mm -hmm. away, which is Modesto. And it's really right off the freeway. It's not that hard to get there. Yeah, right. no, yeah Steph, I, you came by last week, right? Was it uh, last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 It's right off of, if you just get off of 9th Street and then mm -hmm. turn right on, what is that street that you turn right on? I think it's D. I think it's D, yeah. D. yeah. It's right there. Oh, so it's just there. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's like five minutes off the freeway, yeah. if that. It's really close. That's yeah. good. Because yeah. like I was saying, I've been wanting to like, I've been planning a trip with residents who are within the committee or mm -hmm. whoever to go visit it just because they need resources. Because yep. yes, right. in, in yep. housing, in housing we do have this new um, committee and next year we'll have this new floor and yes we do have love evolution but like why our institutions csu center mm -hmm. it doesn't have a diversity a diversity center, center where yeah. everyone can feel safe and just like right. appreciate differences and whatnot and so i feel like this is um something i look forward to planning with my future residents that would be great and to visit your guys' center because yeah. it'll be my first time vi visiting as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the same experience that they'll be getting i'll be getting as well right and, and you know we're trying to come up with resources not only for this com mm -hmm. community in this this county but you know we have some resources from the bay area and yeah. from sacramento mm -hmm. and some from fresno because mm -hmm. if you look at it between stockton and fresno we're the only ones that is true. so from modesto to fresno we're the only ones because mm -hmm. merced had had a center and now they're not they don't have a f physical center now oh, they wow. still have a, the organization they just don't have a physical center through mm. through fund due to funding right but, you know we're in partnership with with them too mm -hmm. we're trying to help them you know get, you know get back on their feet and stuff yeah. like that too because mm -hmm. we're trying to reach out to stockton reach out to merced reach out to to different counties and stuff too mm -hmm. so that we can all kind of network together because none of us are la or san francisco or sacramento mm -hmm. none of us are that but we are small rural communities but we need and we need to be more inclusive with each other right yeah and i think that's the thing that it gets overlooked a lot i was actually having a, a conversation with uh one of my members from love evolution earlier today about how 
you know, even though we're in rural communities, the LGBT community still exists. The drag community still exists. Oh, like, for sure. These things still exist, but we get overlooked because it's San Francisco or Los Angeles right. or San Diego. We're almost or, too close to Sacramento or almost too close to San Francisco yeah. because right. then we get lumped in, and that's not us. That's mm-hmm. not us, you yeah. know? And um, I was having a con- I had another conversation with a different in- individual, and um, I think over the weekend, and, and they expressed to me that um, the LGBTQ plus community has the potential to be the next San Francisco or the next, you know, whatever. I agree. You know, because we do have a lot of life. We do have a lot of, like, artistic Mm -hmm. individuals within the the community here Mm -hmm. that often get really overlooked because they don't have a place to go. Right, right. And and that was one of the things that I was, the mantra that I was holding, is that we need to build it. We need to make it. And even though it's it's a small square footage right now, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll grow into bigger. And because we're, we're going to need room to expand. And so as long as we're there and we're out there, people will say, oh, okay. Because people more, are more likely to donate to an entity, mm-hmm. a yeah. brick and mortar, than some organization. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I know where that is. I've been there. I've met them. They're nice. Our volunteers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're friendly. They're nice. They're knowledgeable. And they always want to help everybody that comes through the door. So mm-hmm. no matter what it is, we'll try to help. If we don't know the answer, we'll try to find it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of our mantra. That's how we roll. So yeah. We'll do our best. Always. <laughs> Um, so, sorry, I had to, I had to scratch my back because, like, (laughs) (laughs) I was itchy. Sorry, guys. No worries. Um, sorry. Sidetracked. Um, I know that, uh, since Jesus started his, uh, he calls it the Pride SIG, the Pride Community Impact Group, uh, but Pride SIG for short. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that he's planned, um, trips to San Francisco Mm -hmm. to Castro, um, have cool. you looked into maybe offering services of that nature to uh, people who come by the center? Like to take a trip to Castro? Like take a trip to Castro, take them to the uh, GLBT um, museum that's mm-hmm. in the Castro, take them yeah, to the HRC Yeah, I, I campaign. thought of that. I actually mentioned it to my staff last week at our staff meeting. I thought that's a, that might be a place we could go as a staff mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, get more um, involved and mm-hmm. just know more things. Because um, one of the things that I try to do is, is – have them learn some of the history. Yeah, you know, of course. Know, know about, mm-hmm. you know, the the cafeteria riots and know about, you know, Matthew Shepard and know about Harvey Milk, mm-hmm. how, you know, they, they paved the way for us, yeah. you know, and, and some of the things that happened. It's not just Orlando and before, you know, mm-hmm. from Orlando to now. It's, yeah. it's all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do our best to try to do some of that. And I think that is a good, good thing to, to think about because I think we do need to reach out to the bigger areas to get some more information and bring some of that back to our area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something I'm I'm thinking about. Right now, I'm trying to get all the I'm trying to get groups for everybody, so mm-hmm. it covers LGBTQI, you know, mm-hmm. all of those. Yeah. I'm still working on trying to get groups up for everybody, but that's something in the horizon for me. Another thing that I would also suggest to you is that President Jun has President Jun, yeah, yeah. Our president, the new here, president, yeah, right? yeah. of mm-hmm. our uh, campus. She recently appointed me to be the representative for Love Evolution and her new. Um, committee committee. for diversity and inclusion nice and i think that would be a great way to be involved with the campus if you or any one of your volunteers would like to be in that community committee i think that would be great and if the volunteer especially goes to stanislaus i Mm -hmm. think that would be essential um that oh my gosh that would be amazing that the Mm -hmm. community be connected to the college Mm -hmm. because like Jesus says the the 
students who live in housing, they don't have a place. We don't have a mm-hmm. diversity center on our campus. We're one of the few CSUs who do not wow. have a diversity yeah. center on our campus. Wow. So you guys um, got to change that. Come on. Yeah. We've been um, working on we, it. Yeah. We have been working on it. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it for a long time. Yeah. Um, Love Evolution was uh, behind the uh, initiative to make the make restrooms on campus gender neutral mm-hmm. um which happened my freshman year That's um, awesome. so that was before i got there but mm-hmm. i know that club has, had been responsible for that that's great and the next thing on our on that our makes agenda, me happy when i see that in the community yeah. like yeah. yes <laughs> and then the next thing that was on the agenda for the club was a diversity center you know mm-hmm. i've been to san jose state their diversity center it's not big you know, it's like a but couple of one. those, like those annex trailers that mm-hmm. are over there. Uh-huh. It looks like that, okay. but they have one. It's a place. You know? it's, a place. it's a place. Again, so, that whole thing about let's have a brick and mortar place to be. You need a place to gather. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really important. I know MJC is working on one. I've heard that mm-hmm. they're working on a diversity center over there. So mm-hmm. if MJC can have one, you guys can. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's get it going, right. guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I remember going to, because um, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they're doing like a $52 million renovation to the uh, student union, which oh, wow. many students were against because it's kind of like, why are you spending this much money when you could spend this much money on other things? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see the need for it. Um, right. I also see the the need to, for it to be attractive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a way that like, okay, great, you're building this. Awesome. Right. Time to put a diversity center yes. in there. Right in like, the let's do that now, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, I remember when um, that's the only way that I was going to be on board. That's the only way mm-hmm. that I was going to vote yes on that, you know? Right. Um, give me a diversity center. Pitch that to me. I'm down, you know? Mm-hmm. Get volunteers in there. Mm-hmm. Down, you yes. know? Like, and that's another thing uh, that was brought to my attention that um, they wanted to put a diversity center in the new student union. This was before they actually announced it because I was arguing with the people mm-hmm. when they were trying to pitch the idea mm-hmm. and I was answering and they were deflecting because mm-hmm. um, they didn't want to answer the question. Right. Um, so they said, because they showed a map and it's like, oh, these will be like the, like the, where the napping pods will be and like oh, people yeah. can sleep in here. And I was like, <laughs> I don't give up about that like <laughs> where's my diversity center and so they pointed out to this little closet oh yeah really <laughs> closet was... and they're like oh we're gonna put it there i was like really i remember them saying maybe yeah they said maybe. they did not guarantee it, it said potential and i was like what do you mean maybe and then they said that the things that were for sure were the things that students uh answered on some sort of survey that they gave the year before or something that so students really wanted. So napping pods are more important than a diversity center? Yeah, and so <laughs> I took that survey. Okay. I remember taking that survey, and I remember filling out, um, like, the things that I wanted mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. And they did not really have a specific, um, a specific like, what is it, like, like, option for diversity center. They just said, it just was, like, a general question of, like, would you like to see more diverse something on campus? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. Um, it's too vague. Yeah, yeah, it was really vague questions. Yeah. You know, it wasn't direct. Right. But the sleeping pods were like, "Hey, you want you you want to take a nap between classes in this really cool <laughs> I remember like, spaceship?" When, <laughs> when they were pitching the building, they literally pitched it with the idea of the sleeping pods or whatever. The I'm just fuck. like, that doesn't attract wow. me. I don't care. Right. It's like I mean, Google, right? Because like if Google, you, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. every high tech company, even Berkeley, I think, um, has has these like little like white things that literally mm-hmm. look like 
eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just like shut them and you just like go to sleep. Yeah. But I'm I just think like I saw it in a movie once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my mind, and I'm just like people already go, don't give a fuck about where they sleep. And the thing to right. me, <laughs> the thing to me that irritated me the most is that they were going off. Well, statistically speaking, our campus is a community campus. Well, statistically speaking, our campus is 51% diverse. Like mm-hmm. it's 51% Hispanic serving. For sure. Double Hispanic serving institution. Yeah. yeah. And so. And of that 51%, there is more people yeah. in, you know, with, I'm going to stop myself. Yeah, okay. it's okay. just like something that gets me like, ugh, it, I don't know, it irritated. Like, it like irritated me, yeah. you know, it's like you're mm-hmm. pitching the sleeping pot idea to me. I'm not a commuter student. You know, you have to take into consideration to people who aren't commuter students, right. you know. Right. There's a lot um, of local students here. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of I was students, like, when I came you know, here. Mm-hmm. And, there, and given, I'll give them this, there aren't statistics about like how many LGBTQ uh students are there on campus because you know that question is sensitive and people don't want to answer that very sensitive Mm -hmm. and so a given you know like we don't have statistics for that because then on the other side of that if you have a diversity center in place where they can feel comfortable exactly then they show up and then eventually you know they may come out yeah yeah Yeah, because you got to find a place where you belong or where you fit mm-hmm. you know and that's one of the reasons i never came out when as a teenager because you know back in the 80s oh my god that's terrible back in the <laughs> 80s there was nothing like that uh-huh. there was nothing to say oh those are people that are like me you know because being uh, i consider myself pansexual now but bisexual mm-hmm. at the time because i was i crushed on both male and female because i thought i was a freak i didn't even know <laughs> i mean seriously i thought i, I don't even I, I don't even know if there's anybody like me ever because they wouldn't show that on tv mm-hmm. right there's i mean no they show gay or lesbian but they didn't show and, you know, i didn't know so i thought man i'm just i'm gonna be the only one i'm just like this crazy person and so there was nowhere for me to go and i you know i did the traditional i got married and all that stuff mm-hmm. you man and all that stuff but um, and I love my husband, and it didn't work out. And eventually, I married my wife that I have now. I'm very happy, but it's a process. And if you don't have a place to go to to exercise that process or to to feel safe and comforted, then it, it, you just feel lost. You feel lost. You feel like, who am I? You yeah. know, I'm mm-hmm. different. I'm not the traditional like get married at the church with a man and all this stuff or i'm not you know like super gay or fire island or whatever you know <laughs> or i'm not a butch lesbian you know i'm not i don't yeah. fit that and if i don't find somebody that i can relate to i, I mean i'm just gonna stay lost and that's why pride centers diversity centers are so important especially in young adults right here where, where you guys are at yeah so i mean you're right to fight for that and yeah. so um, after President John came to our campus uh, last year, she, her straight away, like, she got the ball rolling. Like, diversity is my number one That's thing. That's great. This, this is what I want. Joking. She She was like, she was not kidding. Where, can, where is Love Evolution? <laughs> I need to meet with them. Yeah. That's Bring amazing. them to me. So, like, she met with us. She met us. She, we talked. We um, had a great time. We related on a bunch of things. She was really open with us. We were really open with her. She mm-hmm. was no willing, exactly. Love she it. was she was willing to hear our concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were willing to hear her concerns, and so um, we we created this relationship with her where she really just wants wants the in, the input of the students, the inputs right. of the students who are there on the ground, right. first people to hear things, first people that's to know so things. Wonderful. You know, that's what she wants. She's really yeah. student oriented, and that's what she I love really about is. this president. That's amazing. I that's not to say that our past president wasn't great, but. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Well, they all have she different got, focuses. She, she on yeah. got the ball rolling on diversity, and I 
applaud her for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right away, this woman, like, I remember when she first got, like, ele- I don't know, not elected, I don't know, chosen as our new president. Yeah, by the chancellor's office. Right. Um, or board she, of trustees. She, yeah. During the summer, like, she did, I mean, in the su- during that summer, I was in Mexico, but I was still active on Twitter. And so I saw her, like, following me, and I was like, oh, this must be our new president. <laughs> yeah. because it said Pres- it, John. Yeah, it literally <laughs> says it on her bio. <laughs> And, like, just that, the fact that this woman was right away flexible with following any student from Stanislaus. Yeah. And that then, like, so making explicit that, you know, I'm here for this agenda. Like, a, a, an agenda that has to make sense. It's, like, humane, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. logical sense. Like, mm-hmm. diversity, we all have to respect differences and whatnot. Right. Yeah, so, like, for sure. I, I really love this woman. And she's really accessible, you know? Like, um, if your club organization wants to uh, set up an appointment, you just email the, her assistant, mm-hmm. and they'll find a time that works, and she'll meet with you, and she'll talk with you, you know? That's so uh, which, good. Which is amazing, you know? And I and remember you said that, like, when housing was... Uh, during Welcome Week, um, she went out there to help people move in. Yeah, for moving. Oh, did she? Yeah, really? she went out there for moving. Awesome. For moving day, she actually went to housing and like was around and like, okay, moving day. Steph knows moving day for housing is like hectic okay. as oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my god, like one thousand cars, cars passing by, parking, oh, wanting to like unload. Yeah. So There's many like questions flying around. <laughs> exactly. That you can have half of an answer to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so this woman, the fact that like she disregarded the chaos and she was like, you know what? I'm going to go to housing. I'm going to meet everyone. I'm going to meet the Thank largest the freshman class, the class of 2020, who's moving into these dorms. And yes, she met, I, I want to say all of them, because obviously everyone like moved in that day. And she still stuck around to have dinner with them. Wow. And she still stuck around to make a speech. And that was my first time ever coming from Mexico that I've interacted with this woman. And I was just that like, wow. That is so like, amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't remember, like, I this is, like, what, my second year working with housing? Mm-hmm. And last year when Sheely was active, like, I, I never saw this man. Like, I never knew what he was. I know he was big on Title IX, mm-hmm. but that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so just having that difference, the fact that, like, you go from, like, having this Yes, he was a sweet man, and he was, like, also accessible to a certain extent to just having this, like, Korean-American president of, the, of this like university. There. Literally, yeah, she's good. there for the voice of the students. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I And that's her job. Lot. Exactly, yeah. You know, and when it comes down to it, it's her, that's her job, is yeah. to be the voice of the students and represent the students. Exactly. And, and so yeah. after she got here, you know, th- she spoke with uh, the members of ASI or U.S. Whoever is in charge of the um, reconstruction of the of the student union, yeah. and she got a confirmation that there will be a diversity center in there. That's great. That is so awesome. I was really happy to hear that. I mm-hmm. think last last semester when that was officially announced, I was like, "John, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. You go." That's good. <laughs> and, and you know, and I could I could say right now that you know CVPC for short, Central mm-hmm. Valley Pride Center. We would love to come and and just you know help out with starting groups or mm-hmm. you know just anything you know to start building that bridge and having that relationship because like you said jesus you know people need a place to go yeah. and mm-hmm. you need a place to gather and and you know i have i'm always accessible to anybody that has a question or anything like that because mm-hmm. i used to go to school here i right. i you know i'm mexican-american myself mm-hmm. you know i'm you know i get it i understand it and right. I, I understand what it feels like to be lost and not be out too mm-hmm. so i understand that so and if anything like this relationship would only like help as a bridge between the university and the whole community yeah. in itself, yes. uh, which is something that our mayor of Turlock, Gary Soy, has Soyset, been, working on. Has been mm-hmm. working on since he's been elected. So if anything, we'd be helping him out. Right. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, if you look at just like last week or was it April 8th, the Stanford Trans. I mean, yes. that came yeah. together and there was, what, 100 people there? It was beautiful. I mean, and that's that's Turlock. I mm-hmm. mean, if you look at Turlock, it's it pretty much a conservative city. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you get 100 people out there, you know, promoting, you know, trans rights and mm-hmm. stuff. That's That was just out of this world. It was amazing. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, we're moving towards something. We are. Which is good. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited that we're kind of in it. You know, I mean, we want to be in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. We want to be the hub of things, and that's what our goal is. You yeah. know, if you if because like in June we're gonna blow everything out. Mm-hmm. June's Pride Month, so we're gonna mm-hmm. have a lot of things going on. Um, Fermo Pride and mm-hmm. Central Valley Pride Center. Um, we know have we're having a scavenger hunt one week. We're having Pride in the Park another mm-hmm. week. We're having you know the grand opening of the center will be in June with the ribbon cutting and all that stuff. Nice. And then we're gonna have several little. Uh, things like you know yogurt mill night or a mountain mm-hmm. mike's night and those kind of things just so we can get out in the community and and show who, who we are and that we're here mm-hmm. because for those people that aren't out or you know that need a place to go we're going to be there for them and for me like it, it just, like i answered a question or like uh, last night for an article that's being written about rainbow prom and i just got really emotional because it was a question about what does rainbow prom mean to you and so i had to sit there and i was like oh my God, it means so many things to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I come from the Mojave Desert. In the Mojave Desert, there are no Pride Centers. <laughs> we, right. we do not have a, we did not, there probably is now, but we did not, uh, my four years in high school, we did not have a GSA. In middle school, no GSA, right. you know? Um, I, Were you out then? Were you? Uh, sort of. Uh, half in, half out. <laughs> That's literally me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, out to your friends into your family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I got that. I got that. I live that one that's too. Just, that's, that's my answer. Is like, were you out? That's okay. Yeah. Steph, has Susan, I can see you. We know. We relate. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so you know, like it was just difficult being an LGBT person in middle school for me because you know I was bullied a lot. Like mm-hmm. I had, I shaved my head. Um, as I mentioned in the first podcast, you know, because yeah. I'm lice, and so I t- in order it to not do at first, and in order to not deal with lice, you just I'm just gonna take it off, like problem solved, done, you know. And so at that point, you know, you can imagine all the insults that were thrown my oh, way because sure. I was already, you know, a tomboy at the time, like you know, really middle school's hard already. Yeah, yeah. really, yeah. you know, butch and everything. It's, it's just a weird like, stage. Yeah. Like, middle school and so you know there was days where i was just like i don't want to be alive like Mm -hmm. this is not something i want to deal with for the rest of my life because if the rest of my life is going to be like this i don't want to live there were those days Mm -hmm. yeah you know um and it was unfortunate that it it, it got to that you know i remember Mm -hmm. um getting into several fights because Mm -hmm. of all my anger being built up against people who bullied me you know and uh i remember the last like the last few months of like middle school um i started making friends and i was just like well these people didn't talk to me before why are they talking to me now mm-hmm. you know and i thought that was weird and then um freshman year of, of high school I was like well fresh start let's see what high right. school has you know and so um freshman year of high school was kind of weird but it was better than middle school and then you know from then on i was just like we i, I did still we still didn't have like a gsa or pride center mm-hmm. or anything you know but 
it just seemed to get better. You know, I stopped mm-hmm. giving a fuck. Is <laughs> 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 how it got that's, better. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how it got better. Mm-hmm. I just stopped giving a flying fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really did. It was just like, okay, great, awesome. Next, next opinion. I don't fucking I care. Think all of us that are out, we get to that point at some point, or we just we, we don't do. care anymore. It's it's it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like. It's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, you don't want right. to talk to me? Great. Exactly. That exactly. makes my life yeah. 10 times better. Thank you. And I'll just deal with you then. Okay. Exactly. Rock on. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go on with my life, you know? Yeah. And so uh, when it was like my last semester of high school, uh, there was a junior who started a GSA. And now I didn't realize that students could go ahead and make their own clubs at my school because mm-hmm. that's not something that was widely advertised because i'm assuming that the administration didn't want to deal with like oh i'm sure they didn't weird ass quote unquote weird ass things you know Mm -hmm. um so she started a gsa and then um i left and i remember (laughs) i remember seeing her facebook posts about how difficult it was to hold events for the gsa because she had put out flyers saying do you feel alone do you feel like you're different do you Mm -hmm. do you feel like you may identify with lgbt blah 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 here's the information to our club blah blah, you know like basically all the info and she got in trouble she was asked to take down the flyers um because they were deemed as inappropriate and so from that point on no club was allowed to advertise themselves via flyers wow because they felt uncomfortable with her having wow. those flyers on campus they really try to keep their thumb on air yeah, yeah. Wow. and like she started she also started a christian club like because you know like you can you can be lgbt well, and di- religious a dichotomy right, there, right? right? Yeah. yeah so she you know she was really dedicated to her faith mm-hmm. and she put out flyers for that at the same time that she was putting out flyers for mm-hmm. the gsa mm-hmm. and nothing was said about the christian flyers but things were said huh. about the gsa flyers wow. and so she had to take both of her flyers down because after that there was a rule that she couldn't have flyers like none of the clubs could have like flyers like that mm-hmm. that is some bullshit wow. it is i've never heard of that happening yeah it well it happened and um yeah it Sounds was like a pretty backwards community back there yep yeah <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now that i see it like i mean i come from san jose which is a really liberal and huge city mm-hmm. moving down here to turlock I, I right away saw how conservative and like how, yeah in general how conservative this whole like central from valley you was the opposite and this whole like whole deal of the central valley is and so now that I hear that story that you just shared with us, Steph, I can honestly say that I can imagine something like that happening within mm-hmm. Turlock or any right. surrounding communities, right. yeah, which I is can. really sad. Yeah, and it's like, unfortunate. And yeah. for me, when I got to college, I was like, holy hell, it's diverse here. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, this is conservative for me. I'm just like, hey, like, it's party central over here. You know? And then, you know, I, I started seeing, like, what everybody meant by it's conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. step foot off campus, like, it's a little, it's a little odd, you know, like, yeah. Not yeah. not as much anymore, but my freshman year, I did, you know, I did see, I did get glances. I did feel like mm-hmm. it was not a all that welcoming community. Mm -hmm. But as, you know, as years went on, you know, more Mm -hmm. people started feeling comfortable of coming out and Mm -hmm. expressing themselves. You know, now I go out in Turlock and I don't even give two thoughts about like, you know, what's going on. I just go about my life, you know. I think it's it's changing so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, even from the time I started on the board in 2015 to now, I mean, it's just, it's changing faster and faster and faster, which Mm -hmm. is great because we need to catch up with the rest of the world. You know, (laughs) I mean, seriously, we need to catch up. 
because I, I think that you know the more that we band together the better we're going to be mm-hmm. you know because one of the things we've talked about today is that you know we don't know what the numbers are mm-hmm. we really don't we don't know what the numbers are for lgbt because people are don't want to come out yet mm-hmm. and so we're never going to get a true number until we have enough safe spaces for people to come out mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's just the bottom line mm-hmm. and i would think that you know the numbers are way higher than we know now mm-hmm. we just Definitely. Um, I remember I remember somebody, I think this was like a conversation that I was having with a Love Evolution uh, member about like how when they first came to college, like to Stanislaus, they were like, oh, are there any gay people? And I was like, girl, look around you. There's hella gay people here. <laughs> like, I, I would all wear rainbows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. They don't all have pink hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, girl, there's hella gay people. Like, like it, it. This is going to sound bad, but it irritates me when, when I meet people and they're like, I've never met a gay person. And in my head, I'm just like, really? I understand. <laughs> right. No, like in my head, two things happen. Okay. One, I'm really annoyed at the fact that you said you've never met a gay person. Okay. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that you've met a gay person in your life. Uh-huh. And two, it's kind of like, oh, uh, well, I got to understand, like, maybe they're from a place where, like, you know, it wasn't okay for okay. people to come out. Right. So you never really knew that this, mm-hmm. you know, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z was gay. Right. So like those two thoughts pop up one annoyance and then two understanding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I have to try to understand where these people are coming yeah. from. Right. Cause I did have a situation my freshman year where this woman was like, I've never met gay people. Oh my God. Like, blah, 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 blah. and so she was problematic, but then she got better. Like she was problematic. She, she didn't know she was problematic. You know what I mean? She was hella problematic, but she didn't know she was problematic. Cause nobody ever told her that right. she was problematic, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And she was really understanding and sweet individual who, you know, started learning about mm-hmm. like different communities and different yeah. things. She's like, Oh my God, I never knew privilege was a thing. Like, Holy fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was great that, you know, I got to see that evolution of that individual. Right. That's um, good. But That's really good. These I, people exist. <laughs> no, it's kind of like me. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember coming to Stan. Like it, ironically, though, I noticed the conservatism, conservatism <laughs> of the whole community. <laughs> I don't even know if I fucking said that right, but oh well. I don't know, it sounds close enough. It's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> um, we like, speak two languages. It's hard <laughs> enough already. It is. The fucking struggle of being bilingual. <laughs> but anyways, I remember like stepping foot on campus and. I remember I took summer classes and like during those summer classes I was like, dang, like this is a I feel like this is like me like having a cultural shock. The fact that I like I saw so many like out gay individuals and I was just like, wow, like this is really interesting. And so that in a way did like kinda inspire me to like, you know, at that point like I need to fucking come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then but but then I didn't because I was always hesitant. I was always scared, honestly. Me too. And then I me met too. like Steph when I was nineteen years old and then <laughs> I feel like Steph just, like, took me under their wing and just was like, oh, you're going to these meetings with me. Because we would always hang out, huh? Yeah. And so wherever we all went, we went together. And so, therefore, I got associated with Love Evolution. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable enough to, like, not give a fuck anymore. And like. And then you're out. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, at that point, I was, like, comfortable with voicing the word gay. Because before that, I was, like, afraid. It even, it did, even Were you bisexual first? Uh, Some people I, are I was, bisexual was, first, yes, and then they that, go. I was in that. Um, I I feel like this is gonna be problematic. I was in that quote unquote phase yeah. where I was like in or out of that community. So I was just <laughs> like, you know what? For the sake of comfortness, like I'll just say I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was just like, after everything that stuff exposed me to, I was just like, no, I'm gay. G A Y. Gay, gay, gay. Yeah, right? and before that, before all of this, I would be so uncomfortable with the word being thrown out. Right. Or with me even, like, 
saying it. I would like, if anything, like I would be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gay. Like I would whisper it, like, mm-hmm. like if it were something bad. But now I'm like all over the fucking place. Like people can't even control me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, even no. when even when we met, I'm like we're talking, and I told him what I do, and what, and he told me what he does, and then. After I don't know, maybe it took a minute or two of that. Yeah. Are you LGBT? It's yeah. like we already do. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like oh, he's family. Yeah, exactly. One of the family, you know. But but it, it comes with if you're confident in yourself, mm-hmm. and it's like like knows like it really does. We we just know each other, yeah. and it's it's just this real weird phenomenon. I can't explain it. I don't know what the sociologist would say about that. But okay, I know Jesus is mine now. I know yeah. he's, he belongs yeah. to me. He's in my family, you know. But we just know that. And yeah. but I think it comes, just comes from being confident. This is who I am. And we all had our struggles. I mean, you guys yeah. did a show on that. See, I'm, I listen. See? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, coming out and stuff. So everybody has their, their story. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to come out for the longest time mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be in my job. I didn't want to be the gay one. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then, you know, because I work with young adults in my job. And so you you guys know, you guys are young adults, too. But you, you If you know somebody's gay and they're not out, at some point you're just going to out them. I mean, because they know you, they get to, I mean, they just know, right? So my clients, that I was just like, okay, I just have to be real with myself. So in my job, that helped my process mm-hmm. because I had to be, more, if I'm going to help, help them be better, mm-hmm. I also need to be better. So I had to walk the walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they helped me in my process. So it was a kind of a symbiotic relationship. It mm-hmm. was really cool. So, I mean, we just have to be okay. Yeah. And sometimes we're just not, and mm-hmm. it's a process. So obviously we're all okay because we're all just shouting it from the rooftops now, <laughs> <laughs> or right, on podcast. Right, <laughs> it's kind of like what you mentioned earlier—the fact that like we all get to a certain point where we're just like, I don't give a fuck yeah, anymore. I don't care. I feel like, I mean, I've been I've been in that situation now. Like, I feel like I still am like I don't fucking give a fuck anymore. <laughs> and it's like that is so true. We all go through that phase because I remember when I first came out to my sister, my first family family member to ever mm-hmm. know about me being gay. She would always text me, and she would always be concerned about me. She was like, oh, have you told my grandparents, my mom? Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I took another year to fucking come out to them. <laughs> well, to my my mom and mm-hmm. my siblings. I have it. My, my grandparents don't even know. And so, they which do is, now. <laughs> they listen to this. They do now. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but uh, they'll know. <laughs> but anyways, they're I remember. They're from <laughs> They are, yeah. So they're, like, limited to, like, okay. internet and everything. <laughs> but uh, my sister would always, like, either call me or text me and say, like, well, have you thought of, like, coming out to them? Like, are you worried about what they say, what they will say, what the whole family will say? And then my, I, I would always, like, I would not keep it to myself. I would, like, literally tell her. I would, I was just, I would just tell her, like, you know what? Like, I I care more about my health, like, my mental health and mm-hmm. my emotional health. For like, sure. I, I put myself above anyone who decides to criticize me because, like, for me, I love myself. And I've... I've come. To. It took me 19 years to accept myself and to love who I truly am, to just give those 19 years away for a person who just like comments about mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it, and that's the way I would always comment about it right. when she would ask me uh, whether or not I was worried about what people would say. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm still in that mentality, and it's honestly the healthiest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. Yeah. Or, you know, a family member is just not. One of the family members may not yeah. understand. Uh, my dad's like that. He mm-hmm. doesn't totally understand, mm-hmm. and I I'm not going to spend a lot of time explaining it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm your child, and I'm happy, so that should be enough. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, my yeah. mom is, is on board, and she loves my wife now. You know, she's had her issues with it, but, you know, it, it's, it's a growing process for her, too. You know? Yeah, and because I, it's interesting that you bring that up, because I, 
I always think to myself, like, what does it feel like? I put, I try to put myself in my mom's situation, mm-hmm. my mom's shoes, and I'm always thinking, like, what do, what does it feel like being a mother of a gay child, their only child that's gay, because mm-hmm. she had ch- ten children. Out of those ten children, so only, outlier. only one of them is mm-hmm. gay. Like, I wonder how this woman feels about being a mom that represents this. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's an interesting question that I... I just recently I had a conversation with my mom about, like, two, three weeks ago, and she told me that... Sorry, mom, I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> um, she told me that she was sad that I wasn't going to have my own child. Mm. You know, and I think that's part of it. I think that's, you know, you come out as gay or bisexual or whatever your LGBT crown is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the expectations, <laughs> right? Let's make it. Let's make it regal. Right. Uh, then the expectations change because you are no longer Jesus going to marry a woman and have you know Children. five kids and all that stuff mm-hmm. in a traditional way. Yeah. So I think for her, and as a guess, because my mom told me this too, is that now she has to adjust. They have to adjust their expectations or their thoughts about mm-hmm. what's going to make Jesus happy. You know, and they own some of that, especially yeah. Mexican-American moms, you yeah. know. They're all over us. They mm-hmm. want to, you know, they'll hover forever because yeah. they, they want us to, to be the best and do whatever we want yeah. and all that within reason, mm-hmm. within, the within, expecta- reason. W- within the expectations that they have. Yeah. You know, and so when you, like you or myself, start, you know, stretching those expectations mm-hmm. to a place they didn't expect to go, yeah. that's a little hard for them. Yeah, you I know? can only imagine. Right? But mm-hmm. I, I think that as long as they see you happy and, 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 and loving yourself, mm-hmm. I think they'll come around yeah. to that, you know, because, well, Jesus isn't going to have the traditional family. It doesn't mean you can't. It's right. not going to be traditional like I thought, mm. but he's happy. Exactly. So that's all you want for your, ch- your kid, is your child, is to yeah, be happy. Yeah, I think that's every mother's instinct because literally my mom, when I went to go visit her this past summer, she would tell me the same, like, well, I'm not going to treat you differently. Like, you're, you're still the same child that I've always loved, yeah. so be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom too. My mom just loves me the same, yeah. but you know, the expectations are different now. Mm-hmm. It's like, mom, I'm already 48. I'm not going to have any kids. Let's just yeah. accept that. Let's move on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because now my mom and like, even my older sister are like now in tune to what happens to the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. which I think is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My um, family is too. That's good. And my mom, I remember when I call her, she's like, yeah, like I heard that, like this happened, like, and she calls it the gay community. She calls it the mm-hmm. gay community. So she's like, yeah, I heard that this person got shot just for being gay. Like, mm-hmm. be careful out there. And so just that, and like, cuidado, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> My just, mom says that all the time. Just, just with that, I feel comforted, and I, I feel like she's trying her best to understand right. mm-hmm. my community. I right. guess. Right, because I the, think that's cute. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Because after the Orlando thing, yeah. um, the night before, we had a, a Mo Pride uh, fundraiser, mm-hmm. and all of the board was there, and we had it was a Divas of Drag, and it was just everybody in the community that you know that that's leading our community mm-hmm. right now was in this this show, mm-hmm. and I just I kept thinking that could have been us. Somebody could have come in mm-hmm. with a gun, and that could have been us, and wiped us all out, and that just so that made me cry more. And so, so my hard. mom didn't want me to go out for the next you know weeks. She's like, okay. Ten cuidado, don't go outside. Don't go do any of the things that you do. It's like, Mom, you can't do that. You can't you give can't. those people power. You, you can't, can't do that. Yeah. You know, and I and granted, you know, I went to a couple of things and I was looking around kind of not, you know, not comfortable because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you yeah. know, you have to keep going. We have to keep going. We can't give those people power for that. No. Yeah, the, the morning after that, because uh, Jesus and I, <laughs> we frequent the Brave Bull. Well, we used to frequent the Brave Bull. And, so did um, I a long time ago. Yeah. It's a fun place. It's it a is. great place. It I love it. It's, there's nothing else <laughs> like it ever. And I love it. So um, we frequent it. And I, and I always hear people say like, oh, it's in a sketchy area. And like, I've never had a bad experience there mm-hmm. regarding like sketchy people, you know, because like everybody who's there, you know, we're just kind of like, 
milling around dance. doing yeah. yeah we're there to dance primarily mm-hmm. you know like we're there to dance and mm-hmm. we're there to drink like yeah. let's right. get this party started right. you know what i mean and so um when that happened it just kind of made me think twice about like the area that mm-hmm. the brave bull is in right. i'm just like is it, made, it re- made us think for is sure it, is it really a sketch area like do i need to be vigilant mm-hmm. like when i'm there you know and so it just made me really sad mm-hmm. because it's like this was something that I really enjoyed doing, like on right. Friday nights, mm-hmm. is going out and dancing with my yeah. friends. And now, like, I have to like really just like have to think about it. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because it was one of the largest mass uh, mass mass murders mm-hmm. yeah. in the United States history. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just it it it, it still it still hurts me to think yeah. about it. Yeah, you know, like I almost cried earlier when you were talking about it first. Yeah. And I, I agree, like, after that happened, like, no one had anywhere to go. Like, right. where were we going to go, you know? Right. The the places that we had sanctuary in are now places that are being threatened, right. you know? Right. And so it's like, where do we go? Mm-hmm. And that's our- another reason, too, to have a Pride Center is because of that. We, It's not always about bars. Not yeah, everybody not. wants to go to bars all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And not everybody can spend money on exactly, things, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, it, you know, you need to have a place where you can just go and be and whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. so that's why we try to get volunteers of different you know um of the lgbtqia all that stuff we try to get different people that represent different things and one of the things i really want to work on is a peer support um type thing at the center is where like let's like say somebody a young gay man comes in and he's not out but he wants to talk to somebody that you know could help him or could get advice from somebody that's been there yeah. so i would have a list of peer support people that are you know gay men mm-hmm. and maybe match Jesus up with somebody that you know or somebody that's trans or somebody mm-hmm. that's bisexual because bisexual uh, people get a lot of bad rap they yep. really do yeah. there's a lot of a lot of biracial <laughs> things that happen where you know you're confused you don't know what you're doing this and that you know yeah, pick one or the other with, especially within our own community it's, it's yeah. not good so it's I would not. think that that bisexual pansexual people really have a harder hard time mm-hmm. than the, the rest of their LGBT um, brothers and sisters so there's i really want to focus on that too because me being bi or pansexual myself you know not a lot of people understand that mm-hmm. so luckily my wife does because she is also but um <laughs> it's, it's just it's difficult so mm. those things are kind of things i want to focus on too is just yeah. to have a place where people can just come and and ask whatever questions they want mm-hmm. and it's safe and nobody's going to judge them so mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm striving for mm-hmm. you know and being leading the the pride center so among other things <laughs> yeah um so uh is there anything else you'd like to add um i just want to say that you know like i said before we we really want to support you guys too so we we put up your we're gonna put up your uh, flyers for your prom and i also will be promoting it through us as well because i think that yeah because i think that you know some people didn't get to go to their prom Yep. You know, so I know I'm going. I asked my wife officially, so we're going. <laughs> so maybe get a, 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 a maybe eating corsage. Maybe don't you didn't hear that um, or something like that. You know, we every I told Steph the other day I was thinking about my outfit before oh, yeah, I went to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so yeah, cute. we're yeah we're thinking about it, but stuff like that. I think it's important, you know, because we have happened to have chaperoned a high school rainbow yeah. prom a few years back, and that was really cool. We loved it. Now we're gonna go to the prom as 
prom guests, not chaperones. Wow, so it's so gonna fun. be it's gonna be fun. So I think it's good for other people, even you know, in different generations like me and maybe older, I don't know, <laughs> to take their significant others and go check it out and go yeah. have some fun, you know. Yeah. It's free. My goodness, yeah, free. It's free. Really? It's free. free. It is free. And yeah. it's fun as fuck. Yes. Today <laughs> we have a drag show and free Come, you yeah, can't free beat food, that. Cake. Free food. <laughs> Free drinks, hello. I'm in. I'm in. Totally. So in. today when we're oh, there's cake. I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm honestly always excited for the dancing part. Yeah, my wife too. She loves dancing. <laughs> so today we were putting out the uh, the posters because we officially got our A frames and put oh, out cool. the posters. Nice. And so uh, one of the things that uh, I was talking to the members um, about when we were putting them out is like, oh, I want them in high traffic areas. And we're yes. like, okay, of course, yes, like yes. We, we do need them. But I was like. Uh, we should probably put them in front of the bookstore and yes. MSR because tours, campus tours go oh, by yeah. there. Yeah. You know, they go by there and they see the things. Mm-hmm. And it might be the reason that people choose this school. Mm-hmm. You right. Because for me, like, I always say that Santa Claus cho- chose me because I didn't get into anywhere else, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I didn't meet the standards because I was well, not lucky a for us, right? Great. <laughs> I, wasn't a, I wasn't a great high school student. So on paper, I, don't, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, the best bet. But Santa Claus took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'm extremely grateful because I made the most out of this experience because I graduate in May and I'm really sad about that. And so, you know, when I first came to visit the campus, I saw the rainbow table. Mm -hmm. When I saw that rainbow table, I fucking lost it. I was like, there is a rainbow table in this quad. Let me take a picture of this. This needs to be tweeted. I need this. Uh You know, I was like, holy Right. You know, for me, like when I when I found out that I was accepted to a college, you know, like mm-hmm. I was ecstatic. I couldn't speak. Yeah. But to find out that like I was accept- I got into a college where there's a rainbow table, where there's potentially a GSA. Yeah. What? You know, mm-hmm. that was even more so like that mm-hmm. for me was the hi- the icing on the cake that I got into Stan. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so that was a purpose for me. Like, we need to put these in places where, like, students can see yeah. mm-hmm. that, like, you know, because they're high school students or middle yeah. school kids. And mm-hmm. it's like they need to see that, like, this this community exists. Like, you know, it exists in middle school. It exists in high school. And yes, it continues to exist yeah. everywhere else. That's true. You know, that's true. And and that's one of the reasons on my job I wear a lanyard with my with my uh, my name tag. Mm-hmm. But I wear a lanyard in rainbow. Mm-hmm. Because anybody that comes to where I work, I want them to be able to see that I'm a safe person. Mm-hmm. I wear this band every day, you know, mm-hmm. on my wrist because I want people to see I'm a safe person. Mm-hmm. And we we see with our eyes. We make decisions with our eyes right away. So we see those posters in in high traffic areas. It's gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see somebody with a rainbow sticker on their car, oh, that's a safe person. Yeah, yeah. I have a rainbow sticker or on my car. Or an equality sticker on yes, the car. Yes, or something like that. Either they're an ally <laughs> or they're a safe person. Mm-hmm. So that's those are good things. That's why. You know, yeah, we joke about rainbows, but it makes sense. It does. It's a safe person. Like, you're wearing one right now. If I didn't know you, I was like, okay, he's a safe person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's wearing a rainbow rip. So. I usually wear a bracelet, but it broke. But, oh. yeah, like, I get what you mean, like, mm-hmm. wearing that bracelet, like, you know, because yeah. I, used, I used to always wear one before it broke. Like, it was really nice and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember one time I went to go eat out somewhere. Like, I think it was, I don't know, breakfast. <laughs> um, and uh, I was sending the receipt, and the cashier lady was like, oh, that's a pretty bracelet. It's like... It's so simple, but yet to the point. Yeah. And I just was like, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And that was the only, that's all. That's all we yeah. said. We didn't mm-hmm. exchange anything else. But at that point, like, we both knew yeah. that we were on the same level. Yeah. 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 Even my nine-year-old niece, like, she has uh, rainbow uh, uh, shoelaces on her, on her 
shoes. And she goes, look, dear, I'm supporting you. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, so you go, cute. girl. <laughs> so before we end, though, I wanted to make sure that you guys got this. Um, it's a check uh, to donate $200 to Love Evolution for your rainbow prom from oh Mo Pride. Oh, my God. Thank you. Because yes. um, we so want to support much. you in any way that we can and advertise and, you know, donate and just, you know, give you guys kudos for doing that because mm-hmm. I think it's really good for the community it and is. we'll do our best to help as much as we can. I just like to say again, thank you so much for making time to come out oh, here. Oh, of course. I loved it. It was fun. It was, it's been fun having you, honestly. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I, I was screaming into a microphone. <laughs> Maybe the first day. <laughs> the first day Maybe of our the podcast. First day. <laughs> so, yeah, I, this was like a really happy podcast. I was just like all over the place. So I really appreciate you making time to come and visit yeah, us. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, It was really fun. It's good. So, yeah, before we close today, I'd like to thank KCSS for helping us out, as mm-hmm. always, uh, with our podcast. I'd like to thank um, The Signal for um, – always keeping us on track in terms of like reporting the news um, promoting diversity within the newspaper mm-hmm. um, shout out to the latest uh, edition of the signal uh, if you haven't gotten your edition your latest edition yet you should pick one up it's great um, there's a lot of rainbows in there the cover in itself is beautiful the cover <laughs> is beautiful and like, it's out there right like in the little yeah it's in the kiosks yeah um, and Rainbow Prom is May 5th. That's all I got to say. If you didn't yes. get that from the whole podcast, like, <laughs> the, you're hearing it now again. Yeah. And Central uh, Valley Pride Center, come out and see us. Um, we're on 400 12th Street. Um, cross streets are 12th and D. And we're open from uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 2 to 7 and Saturday 12 to 6. Yes. And don't forget that today, I think right now until 2 p.m., the quad area has something in regards to the Day of Silent. Mm-hmm. Silence. Yeah. And some of my Mo Pride, Mo Pride friends are out there too, you yeah. know, promoting Mo Pride. So stuff. after this, I'll be out there yeah, supporting same. the cause. Oh, yeah. perfect. We can head out together <laughs> as always. <laughs> All right. Um, and as always, stay beautiful and happy. Bye, and guys. True to yourself. <laughs> Got my way